While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fullest House podcast, where soon we will be replaced by a dog and a baby. I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. Oh, guys, we are back with another episode. Things have happened. Dogs and babies. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you act like what, yeah, wonderful. You act like a, a major road trip has happened. Like we've just arrived home from a long journey. Yeah, this is a journey that we're all taking together. And, you know, each episode of this series is just another leg on this long journey to salvation. We have returned... A thousand miles begins with a single step. Exactly. <laughs> and I would walk 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more. Mm. Just to be the man who walks a thousand miles to get home at your door. It's... it's, it's it's very poetic. Touching stuff. Touching stuff. Anyway, Ramona is teaching Kimmy Spanish. Whoa. Yay. Whoa. You'd think that being married to Fernando and now engaged to him for so many years, she would have learned a word of Spanish. Yeah, because no. Ramona's teaching her things like milk. I, I mean, I guess technically if he speaks English, there's no need to learn anything more complicated. I mean, technically, the word no in English and Spanish is the same. I don't know if that's something she'd pick up because of Fernando. Take that, atheists. What? You okay today, Zach? You okay? No. <laughs> what was that? I, I don't know. Am I okay any day? That's really the question we should be Zach, asking. Just, just breathe in, breathe out, keep going. I believe in you. Hey, Zach. Yes? Hey, Zach. Yeah? I believe in you. <gasps> oh my god, no way. You believe in me? Wow, it's more than I believe Don't in worry, myself. Zach, we all believe in you. But my my whole thing is Ramona is teaching her words like milk, telephone, glasses, lamp. These are things that I'm seeing in front of me, not the milk. <laughs> you just have like a giant like gallon of milk in front of you the entire time that we just don't know about. Yeah, um, it's it's my good luck charm. <laughs> Your good luck milk. Yeah, when when we say she hasn't picked up anything for from Fernando, it's like, yeah, I understand if she's not fluent in Spanish, but she should know some words here and there, some very basic words. Yeah. But she doesn't. And uh, Kimmy does say, hey, teach me a more complicated phrase. I'm ready for it. And Ramona says in Spanish, I don't want to teach you too much Spanish because I want to be able to talk with dad behind your back about you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Man, I just need to know what goes on when Fernando and Ramona are talking to each other in Spanish. I feel like that's a good time. Fernando is a gossip. I think oh, we all for know sure. that instinctively. For sure. Yes. Then Steph and Jimmy walk in and they are being super cute, you guys. Super cute and super annoying. Yes. It's adorable. So, oh, yeah. They're so adorable and annoying. Say it with me. Honeymoon phase. <laughs> they're they're growing up so fast. Our himbo and 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 our Steph. sweet, sweet himbo. Our sweet himbo and our sweet mess, Stephanie. I do like how this episode is 
this episode is where it goes from, oh, Steph and Jimmy are dating to this is the greatest love story of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Except for that of DJ and Matt or (laughs) DJ DJ and Steve or or Kimmy and Fernando or or Steve and CJ or Matt and Steve (laughs) or Steve and CJ. (laughs) Yes. Or Matt and Steve. No, Matt. No, I'm rooting for Matt and Steve that they're OTP. Oh, for sure. Even though neither of them were in this episode, the hell was that about? Yeah, why Matt and Steve should be in more episodes. They're they're having their own adventures. They're together. living their best life. Guys, what do you think Matt and Steve are getting up to? I imagine they're skipping down the streets of San Francisco holding hands. Is that our spinoff for the episode? Is just the adventures of Matt and Steve, like whatever's going on during Fuller House? It's just like the same events are happening, but it's like in the background. Yeah, we need we need a Lion King one and a half about Matt and yes. Steve. <laughs> that's what that's what they're doing. They're off. They're eating bugs and raising a lion cub. <laughs> but which one is Timon and which one's Pumbaa? Um, Steve is Timon. Yeah, Matt is yeah. Pumbaa. That you know what that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> In every couple, there's a Timon and a Pumbaa. <laughs> Let's be honest. In your relationship, which one are you? <laughs> Comment below. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, hey guys, tweet. Are you a Timon or a Pumbaa? And hashtag fullest house. Yeah, our Twitter is at fullest house pods. Send us a tweet <laughs> or don't. Send us a tweet. Are you? Are you? Are you a Timon or a Pumbaa? <laughs> Let's go around the circle. And is that are you a Timon or a Pumbaa? Tyler speculates they're doing a cover of Dancing in the Street. Oh my god. Ooh, that's also. You know what? I like that better. That's the other question. Who's Mick Jagger and who's David Bowie? Uh, mm, I don't know. I My first impulse was Steve is Mick Jagger, Matt is David Bowie. I can see okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Anyway, um, this episode isn't about them. Um, Although it should be. It should be. Every episode should be about them. Yeah, yes. for sure. They This show should be them raising three boys together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We always needed the J Full House reboot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they need a third one, right? Because there's always three. So it's got to be yeah. them and Fernando. Yes. <laughs> them and Fernando. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the spinoff. It's the same show, but we're shuffling around the characters. So I'd assume that Steve is the Danny, Matt is the Jesse, and Fernando is the Joey. 100%. And we're dancing. Dancing in the street. <laughs> That was our musical bits, everybody. <laughs> that was musical bits. Musical bits. <laughs> we're just on a roll with our segments today. <laughs> yeah, we're hitting all of them. Hitting them all in succession. But Steph and Jimmy are being super cute. And also super annoying. And I just wrote down, uh, Jimmy has the line, you pulled a rabbit out of my heart. <laughs> Because their relationship couldn't get any more magical. He's listen. He's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. Yeah, I is is that a bad line or the most romantic thing anybody's ever said? We'll let you decide, viewers. Tweet us at Fullest House Pod. <laughs> oh my gosh. Along with the answer to Are you Timon or Pumbaa? We want to know. We want to hear from you guys. Hashtag Lion Dads. We need to get our social media engagement up. But meanwhile. At the other end of the house, 
Max is working on his presentation. God, this arc is still going. Well, I guess this is the end of it, but. Yeah, um, this is the end of the arc, but it, it went on for way too long. Yeah, this was a long time. Usually when things carry over from episode to episode, they're important. Yeah, this yeah. is eight weeks of our life, lives, guys. We've been watching this subplot for eight weeks. Has it actually <laughs> been eight weeks? This is the eighth episode. We record an episode a week. So it's been eight weeks. Wait, no, did it actually start on the season premiere? Or am I going crazy? Or was it the finale of the previous season? Oh, God. No, I didn't think it was that long. Now you're suggesting it's longer? No, no, I don't think it was the finale. It might have been the uh, season premiere. I mean, it was stages of Max wants to fix the environment. Now Max has a garden. Now Fernando is convincing Max his garden is magic. <laughs> Which, by the way, does Max still think his garden is magic? Did Fernando, once he realized he forgot to take the, the stickers off the fruit and fruits and vegetables, did he go to the garden, pluck out every vegetable, and remove the sticker? Well, well my, my question is, did Fernando realize, oh, this is a science project? <laughs> I'm kind of screwing Max over if I'm like, it grew from magic. It grew from magic, and it even has a sticker. I'd like to think that they sat Max down and said, listen, we know that the garden is magic, but they don't. Listen, we can't have them kill unicorns to get their tears. No one can ever know. If they if they find out, we have to hunt them down and kill them. That's the spinoff of this episode. Is Mac, is Max and Fernando <laughs> trying to protect the secrets of the garden? You must protect the ancient lore. <laughs> it is in your hands. The secrets of the wizards. The unicorn tears. Unicorn tears, what sustain life? That was Balthazar, new returning character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was Balthazar, new fan favorite character. Oh, no. I said new returning character, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was on about the spinoffs, and I'm just like, God, I, I want that we, I, I wanted to get to the point where like someone takes the time to go through all of our episodes, past, present, and future, takes every single spinoff idea we've pitched throughout the series, and just makes, like, a compilation or something out of them. Oh, yeah, I just want to know, that. like, I just want, I just want to see, like, our greatest hits, like, our greatest spinoff hits. Yeah. If, if we're really talking about this, like, we have an actual, like, giant fan base that is willing to do that. Um, of course. I would really like. Oh yeah. In the in the future, if we if we get there, um, I would really yeah, love it crossed. to see like those animated videos, like Fullest House podcast oh, animated, God, and yes. it's all of our spinoffs, like like uh, uh, off the top of my head, Crystal is an assassin, and and yeah. <laughs> Max and Fernando are <laughs> trying to hunt down the unicorn tears. I just want to see like animated of. Of us, because I just want to know how people would draw us. Because I know there's always animated where they have like real stylized drawings of people and they look weird. <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to know how they do us. That would be cool. I'd like to see You can send that. fan art to us on our social medias. Uh, so yeah, tweet us at FullestAskPod. <laughs> yes, yes, three things. Send us fan art. Uh, send us, whether you're a Timon or a Pumbaa. Or, and uh... I forgot the other thing. <laughs> the other well, one. We got to do a face reveal, like an actual face reveal. We haven't done that, right? No. Until no. We, you know, we, we've just shown the middle minimalist drawings. Anyway, Max wants to win the green ribbon for their environmental fair. It's now striking me. It's a little off to me that one of them will win. 
Because <laughs> it's not a science fair. It's just they're all doing presentations. But it is a competition. It's, if it's a science fair, I get there's a winner. But I, yeah, it's a competition. It's fine. I guess um, it's a science fair. I yeah. just want to remark upon that. Yeah, it's a science fair. Uh, he wants to win the green ribbon. He wants to be the best eight-year-old. Um, and he does an evil laugh. He does. He yes. does a. Soon it will be mine. <laughs> God, it it yeah, it's very forced. It's very forced. It's very weird yeah. that this eight-year-old is such a psychopath. It's very weird and very forced. <laughs> yeah, guys, what do you think? Do you think that was something like the actor was doing and they wrote it into a script? Or do you think they forced him to do that? I, I just really like the idea that like he just the actor started doing that on set, and the production team was like, "Oh, get this, get this, get it right now! Turn the cameras on right now! We gotta get this. This is gold." Yes, but in the middle of Max practicing his presentation, who should show up? But Taylor. Dun dun dun. And his dad. His dad. Yes, Taylor was last in the Halloween episode. Yeah. Which, we're recording this on actual Halloween, so that's kind of neat. Happy Halloween, everybody. You're not going to see it for a while. (laughs) We're all recording this in costume. I don't know why I said that. We're not in costumes. We were at the beginning. We we got in costume and watched it, uh, but then we took it off so it wouldn't interfere with the audio. But... Yeah, we we didn't want you guys to feel left out, so we felt like you should know those details. <laughs> yes, uh, the crazy behind-the-scenes action of the Fullest House podcast. Our wacky antics, if you our, will. Our wacky antics of friendship. Um. Anyway, we find out that Taylor, and there are quotation marks around that, made a solar-powered ATV for his presentation. <laughs> the reason I put quotes around Taylor is because really his dad did it, but Taylor says that he did it. Though that isn't like a big reveal, it's just an understood fact in the episode. <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, eight-year-olds building solar-powered ATVs happens all the time. Yeah, it's almost like that's not possible. <laughs> it's almost like his dad is some kind of NASA engineer or something like that. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. that's not revealed. His dad must have a really good job. He doesn't he doesn't even get a name. He's Taylor's yeah, dad. It's Mr. Taylor's dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Professor Taylor's dad. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Taylor's dad. Uh what are you doing here? Uh cuz his dad does show up and uh gets he and DJ kind of egg each other on. But I just want to ask uh what are our feelings towards Taylor? Uh that he's a little shit. I mean, yeah. He's kind yeah. of annoying. I mean, he's a child, it's so it's hard to really hate him, but like... <laughs> Punt the child! <laughs> if I've proved anything on this show, it's that you can hate children. <laughs> <laughs> can we get that on a t-shirt? I, the baby is much better. The baby I, is much better than he was. Harrison, on, I, oh, we need to get Mark a t-shirt that just says, I hate children. <laughs> I hate children. My birthday is next week. Sure. Zach, <laughs> when we're going to we'll, yeah, we'll pitch in. We'll pitch in. Well, we will send you a custom t shirt that just says, I hate children. Tyler wants to say that he thinks Taylor is fun. And honestly, that's fair. I, I think he was a lot more fun in this episode than he was he in was. the others. Well, because he was in this episode less. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. He yeah. doesn't really have any lines in any of the other scenes. Though his first line in this scene is, to me, very creepy because he comes up to DJ and says like, ah, Mrs. Fuller, 
new perfume you're wearing. <laughs> oh god. He's he's kind of into DJ. Yeah. Yeah, why does every why is everyone so into DJ? I feel like in a later why? episode Taylor's dad is also into DJ. Everyone just wants to get with DJ. Yeah. Well, he also in this in this episode Taylor's dad's first line is he compliments DJ's blouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's some definite sexual tension between DJ and Taylor's dad. Yeah. Love Square, DJ, Matt, Steve, and Taylor's dad. <laughs> Throw Taylor's dad in there with Matt and What about Steve? the Pentagon? Because we have Taylor in there as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, an eight-year-old. <laughs> an eight-year-old who she's... Not every... Who's she gonna choose? <laughs> <laughs> hey, not every part of the love triangle has to be equally valued. <laughs> God. That's true. You can That's have true. scalene as hell love triangles. <laughs> I don't even know where to continue from that. Yeah, my my um my only other notes on this scene is uh, they mentioned that the McRib is back. Yep, they do. At the time they did this episode, and Fernando is excited that the McRib is back. That's his big takeaway from the interaction. Yeah, it's really the main thing you should be excited about. Yeah, and DJ after Taylor's dad says Max's project isn't good is suddenly very competitive. With Max's dad. She's gonna, Max is gonna win this thing or she'll kill somebody. She says that. Namely, Taylor's dad. She says that in the episode. Yeah. Not with her mouth, but with her eyes. <laughs> For a second, I thought I had just missed the line and that she had actually said that. Mark, you altered my memories. Like, I could almost Same. see it happening in my mind. But I was like, wait, what? Did she? Yeah, like. <laughs> Literally, I, I didn't remember her saying that, but you said, and I was like, you know, I'd believe that. I believe she definitely it. had that attitude sense. where it's like, my son will win this competition or I will cut a bitch. This is the fun of taking more notes than anybody else. Because <laughs> I, I can trick you into <laughs> believing certain things happened just because I have the most complete record of what actually happened. That's fair. I don't, Mark, we, we rely on Mark for our note taking. I don't take notes. <laughs> it's not that I was delegated this position. It's just that I'm very compulsive and take monstrous notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen your notes. They are quite comprehensive. <laughs> They're very detailed. You have like whole pages of like 12 point font notes. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot of times where we have to like pause the episodes and Mark can get notes down. And I, you know, when you see the finished note sheet, it makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on there. You've saved some episodes of this show just with your notes. Like, uh, anyway, my notes say... Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I can help. I'm glad. Uh, speaking of which, next on my notes... Hey, what a transition. I'm, I'm taking after you. Hey, don't quit your day job. I learned... Oh, I was going to say <laughs> I learned... I was going to say I learned from the best, but apparently I learned from a pretty shitty friend. Yeah. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. I, I value your friendship, even though you hate children. <laughs> anyway, Ramona and Jay Money have to take care of Lola's dog, and that's also in quotation marks. Air quotes. Air quotes. Because then Lola walks in, and Spot is not a dog. But is instead... <laughs> what is Spot? A tarantula? Whoa! A completely normal pet! <laughs> Whoa, it's a tarantula! It's so easy to take care of! It's a spider! <laughs> it's a large spider that's difficult to lose track of! 
Which both Ramona and J-Money are caught off guard by, but then Ramona says, oh, I'm just glad she didn't bring her snake. So, like, she like, knows she's you into know this Lola stuff. has a snake. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So she's been to her house to see her snake, but she doesn't know about the tarantula? And she didn't notice <laughs> that Lola doesn't have a dog? Maybe Ramona is so scared of tarantulas that she just shut it out of her mind. Yes. And just imagined a dog instead? It's Freudian repression. Like, she, like, the tarantula reminds her of her father or something like that. I don't know. It, it has a very fiery Latin personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spot the tarantula. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, both J-Money and Ramona say boo in this scene. J-Money calls Lola his boo. And then when Lola comes with the tarantula, Ramona says, Oh, well, I shouldn't be doing that. That's your boo's responsibility. They just keep trying to pass the tarantula back and forth. Meanwhile, J Money's shirt is inside out and backwards, and it's not because he's hoping for a snow day. <laughs> it's because it's our good sad boy J Money. It's because he's a real dingus, right? <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, what a dingus! Am I right? Remember when his characterization was bad boy and not complete loser idiot? Yeah, we've gone from bad boy to sad boy real quick. Real hard turn, and I love it. I am here oh, we for are, it. We are here for it. He even says in this episode about Lola, man, why am I so into bad girls? <laughs> like, <laughs> to which I immediately responded, it's because J Money's kind of a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's really into those bad girls, which is not dropped throughout the series. You're right. He is into bad girls. They do bring he's this into up bad later. Girls. <laughs> Wait, you're right. Yeah, it took me a moment to remember what you were thinking about, but yes, you are correct. That's our good J-Money. Our good, good boy. I love our sad boy. Our sad boy. <laughs> Anywho. Is this is next Steph's concert? Yeah, she's oh, the written concert. the song for... Steph's having a concert. She has a new band now, which is, you know, we're, we're picking up right off where the last episode was. What do you think their name is? Girl Talk 2.0? <laughs> Girl Talk to the Squeakle. <laughs> Girl Talk to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and they they sing a song. They they do a song for Jimmy, our good sweet sweet himbo Jimmy Gibbler, who is back this episode. Jiminy Gibbler. He's back, and we are so happy. I could look up. I mean, I assume his name, his full name is James Gibbler, but I'm pretty sure it's Jiminy Gibbler. In Jiminy. my heart. In our headcanon, he is Jiminy Gibbler. He Jiminy looks like Gibbler. a Jiminy. He does. That's right. Jimbo. Girl talk this time with Richard Kind. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to get your hopes up, listener. Richard Kind <laughs> isn't in this episode. Unfortunately. Uh, that, that, oh my God. That was so, I was not expecting that. And it caught me so off guard. I loved it. Uh, Steph sings her song with her new band. Uh, what do we think of Steph's song? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it just kind of a middling nothing? I mean, it's a middling nothing. Yeah, like, middling nothing. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's okay. I don't know. Really, the mo the biggest takeaway from this scene for me is that there's also like a bunch of cutaways to the rest of the family like dancing mm -hmm. and having a good time. And it cuts to Ramona, J-Money, and Max dancing together. And right before the camera cuts away from them, our, our good boy J-Money... Hits him with a dab. Yes. What? I have to look this up now. 
he just dabs and then it immediately cuts away. It's beautiful. It's really I beautiful. I saw it and it was it was beautiful. I want to think they tried to like cover it up by cutting it away, but nope. <laughs> nope. It, like, literally, like, as he's hitting the dab, it cuts away. So they, it's like they tried to cut away so it wasn't on screen, but they like were a second too late. They 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 wanted to hide it from the world. <laughs> To no avail. But you can't hide the J-Money dab. J-Money. J-Money. Every once in a while, you just got to shout it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. But Steph sings her boring song. I don't know why, but before we recorded, I was like humming the song in my head because I get songs stuck in my head very easily. And when it got to the chorus, I just burst out into Stacy's mom. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Stacy's mom has got it going on. All I want and waited for so long. Musical bits again. Tyler points out it's no forever, and I actually was going to make a joke. They don't have any more lesser known Beach Boys songs to steal. I was going to say, Harrison, you can't just start up the chorus to Stacy's mom and not finish it. Zach, sing the whole song right now. Stacy, can't you see? You're just not the girl for me. I know it might be wrong, but I'm in love with Stacy's mom. Okay. <laughs> Ty- Tyler, for maybe the first time ever in recording the podcast, instead of texting us, interjected verbally just to <laughs> shut Harrison down. <laughs> Fair. Oh. This was, uh, it was needed. Oh, that's, oh, that's wonderful. Um. Uh, Jimmy is moved to tears by this song, you guys. I oh, don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe I'm just dead inside. I wasn't moved, but I'm, I appreciate <laughs> that he was moved to tears. He does say, once I start crying, there goes the whole day. <laughs> Our poor boy. Also moved to tears, Fernando, who says he has not cried this hard since he cried for Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> sick, sick reference. Oh, God. <laughs> Fernando's a big musical theater fan. Um, I think we can all agree he's super into Starlight Express. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, he definitely played the Rum Tum Tugger in a musical, <laughs> in a regional theater version of Cats. Yes! Yes! Yes, you're right! Oh, my God. Or Skimble Shanks. I think, I think Fernando has strong Rum Tum Tugger energy, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely a Rum Tum Tugger. I'm sorry, while this was happening, I was looking through IMDb because there's, you know, trivia and other stuff like that. Looking through the cast list, uh, on IMDb, Taylor's dad apparently does have a first name, although it's never said in this episode, but he does show up again later. I am on the edge of my seat. Oh, get ready. (laughs) Because Taylor's dad, according to IMDb, is named Larry. (laughs) Okay. It's very good. That's so good. It's it's very it's just, good. It just says Larry. 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 It's just Larry. I'm so happy we know that now. Because <laughs> uh, that was vexing us. We were like, why doesn't he have a name? Taylor's dad doesn't have an identity outside of Taylor. But now Larry is his own man. Larry is his own man. Today, Larry stood up at the Bema <laughs> and became a man. We make that reference a lot. That joke a lot. It's, listen, you put three Jewish guys in a room together. Yeah, that's what happens. Happen we make Jew point. references. I think we should slow down with it. I'm just <laughs> gonna say not to, not to give us notes during the podcast, which 
which happens sometimes. We should at least refer to other cultural rites of passage, none of which I'm aware of. I don't know. Or have a different yeah. have a different joke. He's becoming his own man. He was bitten by a radioactive man. There we so go. He's <laughs> and he became man man. <laughs> or man. Ooh. <laughs> I'm half man, half man. <laughs> So therefore, by the, by the properties of addition, I am a full man. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Do you think Man Man is just a normal person, or does he have like the strength of two men? No, it's like two dudes in a trench coat. <laughs> a very big trench coat. Not not two kids in a trench coat. Two fully grown men in a trench coat. They're trying to get into a giant convention. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy is so moved by Steph's song that he wants to make a music video and he references there will be a commercial at the end of it and he says, if only there was a place we could watch videos without commercials. And he doesn't look into the camera. I was expecting it. Thank God. Maybe that's what saved it. And it's part of it is Jimmy's performance. I do want to bring up some IMDb trivia for this scene specifically. Because, uh, guys, IMDb thought this was a very important piece of trivia that we would need to know. And we would I have a guess as to what it is. The episode. And I'm so happy. <laughs> you told me what this is. And this is yeah, we t- I told it to Harrison before the podcast. But, um, and I quote, Jimmy mentions wanting somewhere to watch shows without having to deal with the commercials. He also mentions that he'd be willing to pay a monthly fee to, for to have it. Huh. This is a nod towards Netflix. Fuller House is a Netflix original. Really? <laughs> Thanks, IMDb. I didn't know Fuller House was on Netflix. <laughs> that was exactly my guess. Actually, it was better than my guess because my guess was just, I thought they were going to say, this is a reference to Netflix, which is a streaming service, and thus it doesn't have commercials. But instead, they went a step further and said, Fuller House is on Netflix. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I love it. He was, you're right, he was the one person in this show who was able to make a weird, blatant fourth wall break actually kind of work. Yeah, maybe it's the fact that he wasn't looking at the fourth wall or just, maybe he was just so matter of fact about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this episode that Jimmy does that he sells very well that I don't think many other actors in this show would be able to sell quite as well as he does. Like, we'll, we'll get to the music video later, but the music video is just a wonderful Jimmy Gibbler montage. But I think also it's that he's actually acting it. It's not oh, um, yeah. John yeah, Stamos right. turning to camera and saying, come next year, it'll be fun. Or <laughs> Michelle's off running her fashion empire in New York. Well, they stare into the camera for like five minutes. So he's actually acting. In, yeah, he's actually acting in it. He, does, yeah. he doesn't just say, I'd pay a monthly fee for that. He goes, I'd pay a monthly fee for that. <laughs> it's he's he's in character it's actually he makes it work part of the scene yeah i had to pay a monthly fee for that turns into the camera like you're doing right now yes that would have killed it yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'd okay. pay a monthly fee for that you ever heard of netflix netflix is a stream <laughs> <laughs> today's episode of fullest house is brought to you by netflix <laughs> all of these netflix users need to buy netflix <laughs> oh yeah for sure I guess someone could be watching this illegally and therefore uh, be interested by the Netflix ad in the middle of a Netflix show. Um, the next scene, 
brings forth something that I found really entertaining this episode because the next scene is DJ is helping Max with his project. She's trying to improve it. And Max asks like, well, what was wrong with my old presentation? And DJ's just kind of like, oh, well, it was bad, honey. It was bad. Her (laughs) actual line is, well, Max, it sounded like an eight-year-old wrote it, which an (laughs) eight-year-old did. It's this undercurrent of DJ doesn't just want to beat Taylor and thus has to have the biggest presentation. That's part of it. But DJ is also throughout is kind of like, Max, your presentation was bad. I thought it was fine (laughs) when I didn't think there were stakes, but now I realize it was really bad and you should feel bad. How terrible. Like, God damn it. (laughs) The real 180 of her character. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not about beating Taylor. Now it's about beating Taylor and Larry. Yeah. Yes. When it was just Taylor, that was one thing. But fucking Larry? Larry! That guy? Of all people! Larry? Fuck Larry. If I ever lose to a man named Larry, chop off my pinky finger. Just, that's the first body part I thought of. Just cut it off. I will will hold you accountable for that. Okay. If you, like, meet a guy named Larry, play, like, rock, paper, scissors, you lose, that pinky's coming off. All right. (laughs) Zach, Har- Harrison, close your ears. Harrison. Okay, what's up, Mark? Zach, I think we should find a guy named Larry okay. and arrange some sort of contest to prank Harrison. Got like, it. Like, we should make it happen. Harrison, you know that I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we, have, we know a guy named Larry. <laughs> or Lawrence, but we call him Larry. I can make this happen. I can chop off both of your pinkies. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, Fuller House. Uh, that's the only note I have for that scene. DJ's helping Max with his project, but there is an undercurrent of, honey, your work was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's the work of an eight-year-old, and that's not acceptable in this household. Yeah. Hey, Max, Max, honey, if you don't get a green l- ribbon, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> If you don't get a green ribbon, I'm disowning you. She even implies that at one point. Like, she, like he asks, you're not going to stop loving me if I lose this contest, right? And she says, oh, of course not, sweetie. But, let, but you're going win, to win, so... so we won't have to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know DJ's entire character is mom, but this raises the question. Is DJ a bad mom? Uh, here she is, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point of that scene, the point of all of that is uh, love and support your children. Yes, yes, please. And don't build ATVs for them so they can win a science fair. That's true. Yeah. Jay Money and Ramona, they got a feed spot. And they do. They feed him. His crickets. This is very easy. Yeah. Yeah. They just pour the crickets in. And then, in. you know, they're like, oh, man, we fed the, the spider. Now I'm hungry. Let's go get food. And then... Hijinks ensue. Uh oh, they forgot to shut the cage, and now there's a tarantula loose in the house. <laughs> oh no! What's gonna happen next? Where will he end up? Is Cosmo gonna eat Spot? <laughs> J Money and Ramona are very dumb. <laughs> oh, uh, we just fed this tarantula. Gee, my tummy's rumbling. Guess we better go and not check to see if it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the entire time. Like, they, they fed him, and then Mark was like, all right, and now you close the cage. And then after every single line, Mark was like, 
And then you close the cage. And then you close the cage. And then you close the cage. And then I got up and did not close the cage. <laughs> and you were like, keep going. Yeah, and the spider then immediately crawls out. And I said, that's why you closed the cage. <laughs> it was a good bit. Sorry, terrarium. Those crickets were not enough for Spot. He needed to go out, get some fresh game. Yep. He needed to go for a walk after his meal. Yeah. Yeah. Terrarium is too small. It's not a nice place to walk around. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, is next the presentation? Or am I yeah. forgetting something? No, it's the big presentation. Hey, I'm, a, I'm on fire this episode, baby. It's a presentation. Max's presentation's got everything. We got music. We got graphics we got pyrotechnics we've got a slogan that was maybe funny when they recorded it in early 2016 but it's not as funny now oh nope nope for this environmental presentation they say make the earth great again which uh, could actually become trump's slogan if he tries to take over the world so nope uh nope yeah um i i bet it was uh, just a tired joke when the episode came out but now it's deeply sad. <laughs> yep. God. Remember in 2016 when everyone was making that same joke? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Ugh. But yet there's a dance, there are lights, there are pyrotechnics, which is possibly the most impressive part of this. There is a... Hold on, I want to find the exact wording again. There is a strange yet handsome Latin man. That's true. A strange... Of course, being Fernando. Yes. Who is that strange yet handsome Latin man? <laughs> and Fernando's just like, oh, finally, someone is paying attention to the, my contributions. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando needs some love. We just want to say, Fernando, we pay attention to your contributions yes. every episode. We pay attention to all of your contributions. Juan Pablo de Pache, please come on our podcast. Please come on our podcast. Please come on our podcast. Please. It'd be so fun. You can tell us about the overalls that you wore for this episode and yeah. uh, whether or not they were comfortable. I don't know. It's, it's true. Tell us about what it's like being a Juan Pablo de Pache. I imagine it's going pretty great. Yeah, we can just hang out. Yeah, we can just like hang out. We just want Juan Pablo de Pache to become our best friend. We, we can <laughs> hang out, maybe toss a ball around a little. Maybe yeah. play catch. Socially distanced, of course, you know. Our masks. Oh, yeah. Maybe you could say, Mark, I'm proud of you. I don't know. Um, just, just, <laughs> just throwing some stuff out there. I was trying to think of a similar joke. We all just need the loving father figure of one Pablo de Pache. <laughs> uh, I, I felt like I should have more to say about this scene, but I don't. I mean, we come, we come back to the presentation later. Doesn't Larry drive in on the solar-powered ATV at one point? Yep. Yeah. He does. So it's like not even his child's project. Like this also happens in their backyard. Yep. So this teacher brought the entire class to Max's house. Yep. And to be fair, they have a pretty, pretty banging backyard. And it's like, okay, maybe I kind of understand. Cause like it's a sustainable farm. How are you going to bring that into school? I guess you could like shoot a video or something, but yeah, I mean, I assume like none of these other kids brought in their project except for one. No, one of them made a windmill out of Barbie dolls. And and we have an ATV. I, I also do want to mention actually, IMDb trivia. The there's like a bunch of random classmates in uh, the scene, two of which are Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber's actual children. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. 
That's nice. Yeah. That's cute. Uh, Andrea Barber's daughter. Yeah, I think it's Andrea Barber's daughter is the girl with the, the Barbie windmill. Nice. And Jody nice. Sweeten's daughter is there as well. It's nice. I just want to make it clear I don't actually hate children. That's all a bit. It's very nice. <laughs> that sounds like something that someone who actually hates children would say, Mark. I'll never tell. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Mark later starts the I Hate Children Club, and uh, <laughs> a disturbing number of people join Mark it. Just starts <laughs> punting children across rooms. <laughs> oh, God. Zach, I would never do that. I am not athletic enough to do that. <laughs> Gosh. I I don't even know. I I don't know how to respond to that, but okay. Um, Harrison, did you have a big realization while Zach was talking? Is the Barbie doll windmill symbolic of how we need to take our luxury goods like Barbie dolls and recycle them? For the use of sustainable energy sources like windmills. Of course. Brilliant. I figured it out. Brilliant project. It should win. That's why it won. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. It won. Spoiler alert. Who's going to win? Max or Taylor? No. Kimmy Gibbard's daughter, but like in, in real life, not Ramona. Yeah, because the teacher isn't an idiot and can clearly see, can clearly figure out that a child cannot build an ATV. Or use pyrotechnics for their presentation. Anyway, we then see Jimmy and Steph's video. Yes, we do see their video. They've got, I think they have a, a grand total of 41 views and 37 dislikes. Which which isn't bad for them being two random people on the internet. That's a, that's about up there with the uh, Ramona video from last episode. Yeah, I she had hundreds of views, but also uh, had the audience of a school who knew her and would see it and share it with each other. Um, they have 41 views, which isn't the worst. They yep, have 37 thumbs down. That's which very is bad. Pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And to be fair, the video is pretty bad. <laughs> it's really not good. It's, it's really uh, bad. It's a very good uh, himbo montage, though. It's a very wonderful Imbo montage by our boy Jimmy Gibbler. He really steals the show here. There is, I do want to say, there are a couple of shots that are taken directly from the earlier scene when Steph first performs the song. Yeah. And it's like, did they have cameras present? Jimmy recorded it. Jimmy did record Jimmy it. Jimmy does okay. record it. But not from the angle they show. In the exact same angle. Yeah, as, it's like the same yeah. angle as like the show. Like it's Jimmy a does TV set it. with proper Listen, lighting. You got to have some kind of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. There, there was also, and it was unclear to me whether it was, because I forgot if it was from the same scene or if it was in the fiction of it filmed afterwards. There was a shot that was maybe my favorite moment of the episode of uh, Jimmy lying on a couch and kicking <laughs> yes. his legs in a very cute way. It's it's adorable. It adorable. It's it's very much adorable. I only say that because the lighting and the way it's shot, it looks like the rest of the show, whereas the other images of them kind of look more handheld and look like people yeah. actually shot them. Yeah. But then Stephanie gets real mad. She's like, why do people not like it? People Do people find this annoying? To which Kimmy Gibboy responds with, yes. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going to say something that I have never once said before and maybe will never say again. Kimmy Gibbler is right. 
So Stephanie Lee, she's like, oh, they hate my song. And Jimmy's like, no, they hate my video. Watch. Uh, and then he sees Tommy and Cosmo playing. He's like, oh, a dog and a baby. That's cute. What if instead of us, we replaced them with a dog and a baby? I, I It's actually Kimmy's idea, which is very weird to me that Kimmy like has. Kimmy, what investment do you have in this plot? <laughs> it's her brother. That's true. I guess yeah. she doesn't want her brother to feel bad. But it feels like it should be Jimmy, right? And she wants Stephanie to like her. That is true. It's her brother and the person she wants to be her best friend. Yeah. So yeah, he reshoots the video very quickly, might I add. With a dog and a baby. With a dog and a baby. I mean, it's not like they required, like, complex cinematography to get this video done. It's very, like, easy shots of a dog and a baby posed in strange ways. But yeah, he did shoot and edit it, the first version, in 12 hours. They give us that time frame. He's had a good work ethic. <laughs> yeah. And he like walks in and he's like, oh, how many millions of views does it have? When it's like, you maybe posted it like an hour ago, max. Yeah. It's your like first video. You have no subscribers. Do you think the yeah. algorithm is just going to like favor you because it's a music video? I don't Yeah. We, I do just want to say, we'll run through the rest of the episode, um, but I do just want to say... Tyler brought up the very good question of we keep referring to Ramona as the only character who could be on a better show. But maybe Jimmy Gibbler could also yeah. be on a better yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. We, we came to that agreement. Yeah, I, I believe I, I think I brought it up. I was like, guys, I think Jimmy might also be another character who can be on a better show. To which yes. I then brought up another spinoff in which it's basically iCarly, but Carly is Ramona and Spencer is Jimmy. I can see it. It is the same show. I can see it. But we should remark upon all of our favorite characters, except for Steve, are new characters they've created. Yeah. Yeah. And the show is always trying so hard to capitalize off of Full House. But its strength is really when it is embracing the elements that are new. The kids, Ramona, Fernando, Jimmy, Ramona, Fernando and Jimmy being the only characters who are not even takes on existing characters. Right. I just feel like it's worth mentioning that Fuller House, be confident in your unique elements. You're not just Full House, although you kind of, you're you're not just Full House, you're Bizarro Full House. (laughs) Yeah. You're Fuller House. Be Fuller what, how much do we have left in the episode? There, there is some more. Oh, there's the tarantula incident. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I very much like Ramona and Jay Money walk into the room and they see the terrarium, and it's the first moment they realize the tarantula is gone. <laughs> yes. And the second they realize the tarantula is gone, they say like, "Where are we gonna find a tarantula?" And then from off screen, a girl in Max's class shouts, "Spider!" <laughs> and they're like, well, I guess it's there. <laughs> they go. And Max is doing his presentation. Max is doing his presentation. And there's a very real spider on his head. Very real, not CGI, very real spider. <laughs> and I feel like they could have made this more dramatic. You know, they could have had they could have had Jay Money and Ramona just like run out in slow motion. And they're like, no. And Max is like, no. 
no! And he like tries to swat the tarantula off his head. Well, DJ's coming for it with a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they are able to rescue it. Lola comes back and she's ecstatic that they took Spot for his walk. I feel like Lola has a really weird relationship to this spider. (laughs) (laughs) DJ concludes Max's speech with pyrotechnics. And as the teacher explains... The prize is for which student did the best project, not which student, their parent, and a strange but exciting Latin man (laughs) did the best project. Which, again, Fernando is finally like, oh, people are finally paying attention to Fernando. (laughs) (laughs) People are finally paying attention to me. Yes, let's all pay attention to Fernando. (laughs) And so Barbie Windmill wins. Yay. Which is nice. Yay, Barbie windmill. Max and DJ have a moment where Max uh, tells her, you got too into it and you took over my project. You should just let me do my things and trust me. And DJ learns her lesson. We find out that maybe Max drinks Red Bulls to get through his homework because he says he no, needs another DJ one. No, DJ made crashing. him drink oh, a Red she Bull. made him drink because- a Red Bull. They were up all night the night before going over right. the speech and they were like, it's okay if you don't get enough sleep. I'm making you drink a Red Bull in the morning. Right, right. DJ is a bad mom. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And Max is starting to crash. Uh, then we do we do see the video with Cosmo and Tommy. And I just want to say, so creepy. Yeah. So Very creepy. Uh. Steph is singing a love song to an adult man. And it's... A dog and a baby. And it's over the, It's over a dog and a baby. Saying I'm in love with the boy next door over a baby is not a good look, Steph. <laughs> it's not a good look. <sighs> but it's working. People like the video more. It's getting more views. And also, this is the other thing I wanted to say about this, because this resolution has so many problems to me. <laughs> the first being the creepiness. But they say, look, people love your songs, Steph. When it's very much clear, no, people like dogs and babies. Yeah. The song has nothing to do with it. But Steph has her confidence back. She's like, people do like my song, and I'm in denial about what people are actually liking about it. In fairness, the more people watch the video, the more they'll listen to the song. And the more people listen to the song, eventually she will find someone who likes it. So it is important that people like the video. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're you're right. You got a point. But um, yeah. So that's the episode. Shall we get into our favorite segment? The one that we always save best for last. My favorite segment and yours. You know it. You Dead love it. Boy of the week. I was doing the intro, but yes, Harrison, <laughs> you, you got it. I was I was building up. I was building it up. It was, it was a little premature, but you know what? I like the fact that you're excited. Thank you, Zach. You're welcome. A little patronizing there with the, with the, with, with, well, okay. So who are our nominees? <laughs> oh Let's go over our nominees. Um, Honestly, I, I, when we were about to start recording the episode, I had a thought where I was like, you know, I really wasn't thinking about Sad Boy of the Week while I was watching this episode. Yeah. I was thinking about it and I di- didn't really think of many. Here's here's my thing. I don't have many. It's it's not a very sad episode. But given that we do do it every week, um, it's sort of just his lingering. This is his character now. Jay Money, I think, is the saddest. I was going to bring him up as like 
Someone who was like, yeah, I'm yeah. watching my girlfriend's dog and my shirt's inside out and backwards. Shirt inside out and backwards. <laughs> yeah, he can't yeah. take care of himself. He lost a tarantula. This girl has just admitted, like, has just said, I'm now not no longer treating you like garbage. And he's like, yeah, I'm a boo. <laughs> J-Money got it going yeah. on. He loses his girlfriend's spider after being ambushed by the fact that it is, in fact, a spider and not a dog. Uh, I think I have one other suggestion, yeah, and that is I think DJ's worth consideration in this D- episode. Yeah, uh, you know what? I see it. I see it. She gets very invested in her eight-year-old son's science project. That's Tyler true. Tyler also points out that Miss Banks, the teacher, is a pretty good candidate. Yeah, for yeah. I, I was gonna bring up the teacher as well. She has a great line about like her pay and how it's. Very evidently not enough for this BS. She is very into Fernando, as we all are. But (laughs) she is very into Fernando, uh, who, of course, is engaged, so it can never be. Mm -hmm. Uh. uh, Fernando will always be known for her as the one that got away. How could this happen to me? I've made my mistakes. (laughs) Use the bits. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, anyone? I mean, I guess we can bring up our boy Larry. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, Larry works. Yeah, Larry. Larry works. Um, I I feel like a lot of these. Uh, I don't. I don't feel a great need. Yeah, to Yeah, a lot of them these all. are very minor characters. Who it's like it's worth a nomination, but I don't know if they're gonna win. DJ's very into her son's project. Takes it over completely and sells him to his face. It's bad, and forces him <laughs> to drink a Red Bull and. Yeah, I think I th- guys, I think I'm voting for DJ this week. I think I'll vote for DJ. I'll, I'll give it to DJ. Yeah. DJ has the strangest, saddest behavior. I think that's our sad boy of the week. We uh, we kind of broke from tradition this week with our the way we did this bit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. This I oh know this is not DJ's first win. This is DJ's second win. But yeah, that's going to be the end of another episode of the Fullest House Podcast. Make sure you like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And until next time, may your houses be fuller and may your Latin men be strange yet handsome. (laughs) 